well, long time no see, everybody. I'm still Tori, if you remember. <laughs> and I'm still Rebecca. Yeah. Um, so I'll tell you what happened. We're both we're both in college. It's been a semester. <laughs> yeah. And now it's kind of like right now, it's like when you go to a family event, maybe somebody died. Hopefully somebody didn't. And you're seeing all your aunts and cousins that you're like, oh my God, hi. And you have no idea who those people are. Hopefully we're not those cousins to you because you've been able to listen to and re-listen to and cherish all those episodes that we made for you so many moons ago. Um, But we might also be those cousins. And we're very sorry about that. At least I am. Are you sorry about that? Yeah, I felt bad, but it was a semester. So It, It was a semester, I'll tell you that much. Um, so we're going to be better about it now. Sure. Hopefully it's pride month. So yeah, not only it's honestly, this might be the best pride month of your lives because we're back. Glee is now on Disney plus. (laughs) I think it's on Hulu as well. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. So there we go. So, you know, if you're desperately waiting between weeks, because it will be, I'm going to do episodes. I am going to edit them. I promise guys. So you know, you listen to this episode on Tuesday and you're like, oh my God, this was so great. But now I don't have to re-listen to episodes. I can just watch Glee in between episodes, a show that neither of the hosts have watched. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, I used the cousin analogy and reference Glee because the movie we did this week is Shiva Baby. <laughs> so it's Pride Month. We're going to try to do movies that feature LGBTQ plus characters. Um, this movie is about... Danny, I almost forgot her name. I literally just watched the movie. It was this movie was psychological torture for me. It's fun. It was fun. Um. Anyway, it's Shiva Baby, twenty twenty one. Uh, it features a character Danny who has to go to Shiva, which is like a Jewish wake, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's the best analogy I got for yeah, us. the closest Gentiles out there. Yeah, we're both we're both, <laughs> we're both Gentiles, we're both Catholic. <laughs> so. so- we're doing our best sorry we're trying our best don't get it right yeah for i assume it's a dead family member i don't know it was murky about who died it's not about who died it's about the living and how the they point suffered. is that they were they were there was a funeral and then there was a shiva and everybody was there including danny's parents who she was dragged along by um her ex-girlfriend and former childhood friend maya and her current sugar daddy <laughs> bex and his and wife him and his 18-month-old daughter, Rose, who was the most annoying baby <laughs> in all of cinema. And that was on purpose. It had artistic yeah. purpose. Yeah. But, oh, my God. So um, it opens with, like, a minute of, like, three different production companies just getting their time in. <laughs> That's something else I noticed. I mean, I noticed that in all movies now, but. No, this one was long, particularly. It was the beginning of a slow trudge. This movie is only an hour and 17 minutes long. Um. And then she's she's with her sugar daddy doing what people do with their sugar daddies. We try to we try to be PG on this show as much as we can. She gets a call from her mom who's like, "Hey, you're coming to the funeral?" And she's like, "What?" And she's like, "Your father's at the gym. He said he'd be here, but he's at the gym." Blah blah blah. Anyway, um, it's a rough it's a rough movie for Joel. I don't remember <laughs> I'm going the, through it. I don't remember the mother's name, <laughs> but it's a rough film for Joel and his van. I love his van. Do his I have to so this beat by beat? Are you people? I'll do oh the mom was debbie by the way debbie oh that's a great name actually sorry yeah. Debbie. anyway so debbie calls danny her daughter and she's like hey 
uh, are you coming to the funeral? And she's like, what? Yeah, no, I'll be there. I'll be there. And then she tells, she has to tell Max or Sugar Daddy, like, oh, I have like a brunch thing. Don't worry about it with a client. Um, he knows, he knows that she doesn't because guess who else is at the Shiva? Him. It's him. Um, hijinks ensue. And by that, I mean, everything got really muddled for like a half hour as the worst things that could happen to a person happened to Danny. Um, socially, I should say. Like she goes to the bathroom to take a nude <laughs> to send to him. We could say this, that. Yeah, that's fine. Wake. Yeah, I just think we could say that. Um, and then she forgets her phone and leaves it in the bathroom <laughs> unlocked. I don't even know how that's it. possible. How I don't do you... think, I think Maya was lying about that because you can hear her unlocking the phone. It goes like, like the, you know, the little click click sound. Maybe it, it just doesn't have a password. Is Maybe. That... Maybe I don't she's know. a liar. She could be because she was really mean about that. But Maya saw the Sugar Daddy app notification. So that was a problem. Yeah. yeah. Because as we said before, or as, yeah, Maya and Danny are childhood best friends and ex-girlfriends. And Maya had literally just said to Danny, like, oh, I miss you. Right? Yeah. Didn't they like just kiss and stuff? Yeah. And then well, we I literally just watched the movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So they had just kissed. And then she sees all that and she gets very upset because, you know, they're going to get back together. Maybe. I don't know. Can you tell that I just worked all day <laughs> at a place where I deal with un- like old people and babies? So this was not the movie for me. At every turn, Danny was being pestered by an old person or a baby. And I was like, I, I need to be paid for this hour. But you liked it. I So you should talk it. because I'm feeling negative. <laughs> um I did like it um pretty much covered the whole yeah it it it, like we told you exactly kind of what happened we'll just tell you what we think because that's what we usually do yeah um we we both had the same feeling um not to speak for you but we both felt like it was psychological torture um and that it was a relatable experience which is why I thought it was fun and why you hated it because well I think if I had watched this either like three days from now or like a week, like six days ago, would have been fine because I wouldn't have literally just worked. Yeah. But it's a timing thing. Everyone be warned. Yeah. I'm so sorry. This, I mean, it was a fun movie. It was, there were funny parts. I loved mm-hmm. the experience when she walks in and she immediately asked her mom who died. I was like, yeah, um, I have not had to go to a lot of funerals or wakes in my life, but the ones I have, that's kind of been the experience. Yeah. And it's always been like someone's cousin's friend's wife. And it's like, oh, okay. And we're here. Yeah. No, I've definitely had those experiences. Like, wait, how are we related to this person again? And it's like, yeah. sorry for everyone's loss though. You know, yeah. I, just, yeah, I, feel bad. I didn't, I didn't know this person super well. Um, but I guess, I guess we're lucky in that regard. Um, I will say, cause I, you know, I've been very, very negative for the past couple of minutes already, but I really, <laughs> I appreciate the film objectively. I think it's objectively a really, really good film. Yeah. It was just, my brain couldn't handle it right now. Like mm-hmm. I loved the, the scoring, the score, yeah, the scoring, the music. Oh, of yeah, it. Yeah. Cause it felt, it felt like a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. It had the fun violin stuff. Exactly. Exactly. It had the violin. It put me on edge. Yeah, I remember. This is the second time I've watched it, but I remember the first time I watched it, um, and I remember feeling like physically like stressed out for her. Um, 
I didn't get that so much this time, mostly because, like, it's not a crazy complex plot. So you kind of, like, if you've seen it once and you have, like, a normal person memory, you know what happens. You know, like, it's not surprising. But it's still, like, with the score and everything, it still stresses you out. Um, I don't know. I I just think it's a relatable experience of, like, especially, like, we were saying before we recorded this, like, I just had a conversation about, like, what I'm doing post-grad. And I was, like, freaking out, and I felt so overwhelmed. Um, Yeah, and, like, my family's always asking me, like, what am I going to do? When am I applying to, like, grad school? So it is very stressful. Relatable content, 10 out of 10. Yeah, I think the other thing, I mean, I think subjectively, like, for what it was going for, I definitely felt, like, claustrophobic. I felt Mm -hmm. anxious. I was on edge the entire time. But yeah. there was also, I think, I mean, it's only like an, it's only an hour 17. To me, it felt like a half hour. But knowing that the movie's only an hour 17, it was probably more like five, six minutes. I was bored out of my mind. Interesting. For parts of it, which is so. Uh, yeah, no, I could see that actually. Where I think I literally wrote in my little, my little one sheet of notes. Where I was like, this has been the longest half hour of my life. Yeah, I think there's parts where it's a little slow, but I think overall it accomplishes that claustrophobic feeling but it also does have like this according to wikipedia is a comedy film it's probably debated in certain circles but i could see how you could get that from this like especially the ending was funny where it's like it's danny and her ex-girlfriend and her sugar daddy and the sugar daddy's wife and the baby all like crammed into one car with her parents and her ex that's funny oh and the mom is there about the oh the mom is so annoying uh yeah yeah. um no like I was literally about to say the van that part was funny I'm like I'm I know there were some parts where I like you know I like let a little air out of my nose but (laughs) like you know what I mean like a casual laugh yeah oh we didn't even talk about the cast before we we should oh yeah we just went in because I had to get (laughs) it out um my head like my brain hurts from thinking about it too much I didn't um, expect this to be like I thought it was gonna be like a comedy comedy <laughs> walking into uh, it so I didn't yeah, expect to like think okay. about it as much as I had to that's fair and then I was like oh like I turned on my um English class brain where I was like oh this is supposed to represent the claustrophobia and this time of life and blah 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 and I'm like man girl I just got off work <laughs> and, and I'm like I literally just got off work you know anyway I hated yeah. that baby <laughs> and I understand why that baby was screaming so much it yeah. needed to be gone oh also they used the word girl boss they did i loved they it did. it was funny um speaking of girl bosses um diana agron uh so she plays kim who is the sugar daddy's wife um usually we like to start with the main character i wanted to get the big gun out first because i love her she was in glee which as we've established neither was watched but her cultural impact from being on glee um you know it, it transcends having watched glee yeah we've never seen it but we know also she was in a music video for the killers on their song just another girl um which i love that song i love that band so that's good but most importantly people think she and taylor swift dated and that's what matters. hashtag swift Ron. um i'm gonna explain what i know of that very quickly yeah. so uh do we all know this, the hit song wonderland which is a bonus shark of 1989 yep yeah so apparently 
Diana Agron loves uh, Alice in Wonderland, or she loved Alice in Wonderland. She had an Alice in Wonderland tattoo, which uh, she had removed after the song Wonderland came out, which is a song that's also all about like being in a relationship with somebody, but being able to go like kind of hide yourselves. Like we found Wonderland, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And having like such a great little experience with them. You know, a lot of 99 is about hiding to be fair, but still. And these people are like, oh, Taylor Swift in the closet. Um, I think it's rude to speculate people's sexualities. Yeah. But I love Diana. I love the idea of Swift Prong. So I did have to bring that up. Yeah. No, that was probably our most. Um, That's our, our most biggest. exciting poll. Yeah. Um, she's probably the most famous person in here. I can't, or at least yeah. for us, I, I don't know. Um, or actually, that's not true. I think I follow Rachel Sonat on uh, Twitter, or I did at one point. She was like a big Twitter, like comedy person, like would make funny tweets. I was gonna say, she is a big Twitter co- uh, comedy person. She also coined the term, according to Wikipedia, a soft launch, where it's like, oh, you're soft launching your boyfriend. So you only post like a little bit, like you only see his arm in a picture on Instagram and then eventually you re- you reveal the man himself. It's actually so sly that she did that. I know. I think I love, okay. I don't use the term soft launch a lot. I love the idea of hard launching something where you oh, yeah. buy it on Instagram for years and then all of a sudden you have wedding photos to post. I think that's so funny. I love those. I see those on TikTok all the time where it's like somebody like hard launched their like engagement. That's funny. That's funny to me. Oh, we didn't I even think... say she's Danielle, by the way. Oh, she's Danielle. Rachel, she's the main character. Rachel Sinatra. She's the main character. She's also not Jewish or queer. Diana Agron is Jewish, but she plays the uh, only non-Jewish character. <laughs> exactly. In that one. Um, apparently, though, I was looking it up because we were talking about that. We were like, we need trivia. Um, I think it was the Wikipedia that said like she was so hyped, Diana Agron, to be in a film about like Jewish people. Um, because she's Jewish and they added some lines where it alludes to the fact that she has Jewish heritage but isn't like currently practicing or something yeah, like that they said that her dad was Jewish and she had converted oh yeah yeah and then that they're like converted schmerted that's not like who cares yeah so and then she brought in the most annoying baby alive <laughs> yeah which, like, it, it, the baby had to be annoying, though, because, like, no, that increases it, the anxiety. Like, like, the baby crying, it, like, stresses you out automatically. Okay. So here's, maybe I'm just, I'm doing, like, English brain. I mean, I'm studying to be an English teacher. But right. I also connected the baby to, because they talked so much about her finding a nice man. Um, to me, it also, the baby right. consistently screaming and crying. So it felt like that deadline that you have in your 20s where it's like, you're supposed to meet somebody and want to be married by 25. And you're supposed to have a kid by 30 and you're supposed to do this. So it kind of felt, it tied into that theme of her not really knowing what she wanted to do with her life to me. Mm. Which oh, is the, the biological I, clock thing. And then yeah, like, which she's is, got so much pressure from her parents. It's not even as much the biological clock. It's more like the societal pressure to like, you have to be married by this age and you have to have yeah. a kid. Yeah. Um, and then that compounded on the whole, well, she's a self-made woman. She's an entrepreneur entrepreneur excuse me isn't that what you want to do and it's like no not really mm-hmm. anyway it stressed me out a lot <laughs> I feel like you could also look at that in terms of like her sexuality like because the it doesn't seem to be a big issue that like she is like bi 
but like the mom just make allusions like oh like you know you were experimenting or like like no one is like against it against it but no one seems to validate it either and then everybody's like you're gonna find a boyfriend you're gonna find I think it plays into that like that idea of like a heteronormative relationship where you have to and like a nuclear family where you have to like husband wife and then like the child and then also I just took a sociology class and I loved it (laughs) so that's where this is coming from but then also like nowadays you have the working woman but then the working woman is expected to like provide for the child and work and like the man doesn't really do anything men are useless at the end of the day that's all I really got here exactly I mean look at the relationship between Kim and Max where she's taking care Um, of the baby she's the breadwinner and he goes to expensive restaurants with his friends and uh has a mistress yeah and she's funding the mistress yeah and she didn't even Danielle didn't even know and then it was revealed that like he earns like no money yeah wait okay maybe you know it was unclear to me. Did she know that he was married? It didn't seem like she did. I don't I, think she did. Because I remember when she was talking to her mom in the kitchen after, like, Kim was, like, they're, like, oh, his wife's coming. She's, like, he's married? And yeah, she's, like, okay. yep. And then she, like, seems to, like, have a mental breakdown about it. Yeah. So I don't oh. think she knew. Also, with the breakdown thing, um, when she actually does have, like, a breakdown breakdown and she breaks the vase and she starts crying, first of all, relatable moments. Second yeah, of so all. Yeah, like um when her mom's trying to comfort her and she's like don't worry you'll figure out what to do it'll all work out you'll figure it out you'll find a nice boy that's not why she's crying come on I mean I know why my mom would say something that's not yeah. true my grandmother would um yeah it, it's I sad. think that also ties into the baby stuff yeah it especially because she was literally she crying has- after holding the screaming baby yeah um but she can't be honest with like her parents either because like even Maya had it like there was so much stigma behind like her earning money being a sugar baby and it's like I don't know oh my god my parents are gonna text me after this and they're gonna be like stop saying this um I just I don't know she's not like she wasn't witting like she didn't know she was hurting anybody doing it like she was just kind of living her life I don't know like I felt bad for her in the sense that like her life was stigmatized when she wasn't really like you know what I mean she's doing legal stuff she's not yeah I'm no, digging I'm... myself in a hole because I'm thinking of my parents texting me after this we're gonna be like Rebecca stop saying that <laughs> and there we prove the point <laughs> she's a baby um but it was it's just sad that like she can't she feels like she can't be honest with her parents but I think that's also like re- that's relatable too though like I I think yeah. you know you don't want to there's some things you feel weird talking to your parents about and obviously that's one of them this is this is my note to my parents that I'm not doing that because I feel like it sounds I feel like my passionate defense of her made it sound a little suspect no it's just feminism yeah exactly I'm like hey girl I'm not doing that <laughs> that sounds um, scary to me but I don't trust them I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try something about that baby and its whales instead, <laughs> instead uh, let's talk about Maya so yeah um so she was played by Molly Gordon um she's not super famous on her own except she was um in Booksmart as triple a I don't know if anyone remembers that but in Booksmart her plot line was that like she would hook up with guys for a ride home and that's like why she got the name triple a um I don't remember what her actual deal was but she was not doing that she was a nice person well, she was very smart. I think that's what took the other characters by surprise. It's been, last time I saw the movie was in theater, so it was summer 2019. But I think they were all, like, surprised. Oh, my God, so we were, like, alone. Except for that exactly. one guy. 
That one guy. He was scary. I thought he was gonna kill us. I'm sorry. I I didn't even remember that guy. I was just like, wow, movie. So oh, I did because I could barely pay attention because I kept turning around to look at the guy. And I was like, uh-uh. Like I, I was not I was not happy. But not, it was a good movie. Good film. Yeah. Anyway, I think her whole thing, it was like she was so smart. She got into a very good school and the smarter characters who had spent the entire four years studying were like, how how do we end up going to the same school? Or how do we end up going somewhere on the same level when you had fun all four years and I shut myself in and said, you know what I mean? That was yeah. her deal in that movie. Her deal in this movie is um, being mean to Danny. Yeah, her whole thing, I think she's set up to be a foil to Danny because like yeah. she's, look at us, foil. <laughs> no, this is English class. English class. Sorry, you guys didn't sign up for this, but um, yeah, because she's like painted to be more successful. Like they come from the same place, but she's got like a degree in like politics or something, and she's going to law school. Whereas like, there's so much debate in the story about like what Danny's degree actually is. Like she's got one of those design your own majors where she's like a gender studies major, but through the lens of like business. I don't I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is. But yeah, something like slight, that. Slight moment, I guess. Yeah, no. I just I mean they are I guess foils to each other, but she I just didn't she was very mean. And then it I mean, and then she's like, Oh well, I miss you. I'm like, okay, well, why were you just berating her in front of your mom? Yeah. Heart. <laughs> I, I think I mean the vibe I got from that was that they were both like they did that because they were upset about the lack of communication that they both had from each other like it sounded like they weren't consistently um communicating to the level that they wanted to be but it's like how do you know that the other person wants that and it's just like it wasn't fair it wasn't a fair reaction to that um and then she was also very rude about like when she found the phone and she's like oh I left it there I better hope no one else finds out that you're a sugar baby um that's not the word she used, but I don't. I don't know if we can say that on this pod. Um, this was we're this gonna... was quite a pick for this pod. I had fun. Um, I didn't think it was that bad of a pick. Uh, I don't think it was a bad pick either. But I didn't realize how many how many times we'd have to say sugar baby or sugar daddy. Yeah, no, I knew we would. Um, that's on me, but I'm like fine with it, feminism and all. Um, feminism. feminism, women's studies through the lens of business. Yeah, women Which is honestly, that's a very girl boss degree. No, it is. And then she was like, I don't want to be a girl boss. I'm like, girl, that is your major. <laughs> your major is really girl bossing. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought the movie was good. I liked the, as somebody with anxiety, but also like a normal person who has normal person feelings um, and isn't very exciting at all. I think that's a very relatable um situation like we were saying at the beginning and it's I don't know it just it felt like how I feel and then I was feeling the thing I don't know I I liked it because of that like it was psychological torture but in the best way possible I guess yeah no I mean I think I wrote down my notes too it's like there's parts yeah where there's parts of the movie's charming and then something happens and I'm immediately back on edge (laughs) yeah no I didn't I didn't mind that, but I, I, I think like we said at the beginning, it's kind of the timing thing. Like you watch it at a bad time and then Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like, you gotta I'm be like, like emotionally ready for this. I'm not like, oh, it was awful. It's the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. Although I might have just said that like 
couple minutes ago. I don't remember. But <laughs> you definitely did, but it's but fine. is it something it's something that I think needed a better time for me? Mm-hmm. I'm probably not gonna give it that time. Yeah. But I recognize like the artistic, like the meaning behind it. I do. Right. Like the messages like, and the artistic value and Yeah. I was just like, oh no more. This isn't like I guess this is a literary hot take. This isn't like the picture of Jordan Gray. I just hated that book. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. He's evil. Anyway, move on. Yeah. Um, if you know, by the way, if you haven't read the picture of Jordan Gray and you want to, um, if you know what it's about, like a brief synopsis, I'm not going to say it because if you know the basics of what it's about, the whole book is boring. Yeah. It all comes from not knowing what everybody knows about the picture of Dorian Gray. So if you don't know that, just don't read it yeah anyway this um, is just like the picture of 20 gray <laughs> it's not. Uh, what um yeah i like that the um the director emma seligman i don't know if i'm saying that right i'm sorry um i like that she is a bisexual jewish woman or i don't want to say woman because she uses she they pronouns but um i, I like that like this felt like very authentic to her like i think that's part of what made it so good is that like it felt like something she has experienced and I think it's she did it in such like a, a way like an artistic way that I think it like translated really well but it's also very authentic to her own lived experience and I, I like when people do that like they can bring elements of their own life into it I think that's fun yeah I mean that's what made it such a conflicting experience I guess for me because I understand again I understand the artistic standpoint. I understand the reasoning behind it. But because it was so like the moments where it's like, oh, who died? Or, oh, you need to eat more. Or what are you doing with your degree? Or what do you plan to do after school? Mm-hmm. All of that made it um, psych- personally psychological warfare against me. Not fair. So I think our main messages for this movie would be uh, feminism and be emotionally ready for it. That's what I've gotten yeah. from our thoughts on this. Also, wait, I wanted to, I had other people from the cast. We just, we. Oh yeah, we just blew past that. The cast with the thoughts, that's fine. Um, Polly Draper, who plays Debbie, the mother. um, She was the showrunner, head writer, and director of the hit Nickelodeon TV show, The Naked Brothers Band, which is insane to me. That's just so weird. They're her kids. The Naked Brothers? Yes. Oh, well, that's why. Still, that's such a weird connection. I was like. (laughs) This is what I get for skimming Wikipedia. Um, wow. The um, Brothers. I'm not going to lie to you. I was a Nickelodeon kid, but I don't think I watched that one. Um, literally because uh, I not only was, a Nickel- was I a Nickelodeon kid, I was also a Catholic school kid. So it had the word naked in the title. And I was like, I don't think this is for my eyes. <laughs> no, I like never knew. I was, I was a Disney kid. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch SpongeBob and it's hindered my development. But, um, you know, socially. But yeah, I, I, I heard that and I was like, why are they naked? I, I'm not allowed to see that. That's not, that's inappropriate. <laughs> I was very confused. Yeah. I was a very cool child. I was like, this is not for my eyes. Oh yeah, you were cool. Because oh, you yeah, got totally. to see Spongebob, so that's why. I did get to watch Spongebob. Um, and I got to watch Victorious and iCarly and any I other didn't... weird feet shows they wanted to put on. Nicole yeah, Lewis. you know, now that I'm, now that you're saying it, I'm like, maybe I was spared because I think that's a foot fetish um, exposure that you got. Um, I, was, I think saying I'm a Nickelodeon, I was a Nickelodeon kid is being a little 
generous to Nickelodeon. I was just a TV kid. I was just allowed to watch a lot of TV. Our whole thing with SpongeBob was we heard, or my mom heard rather, that it would give you, um, what is it? Like, you would have a harder time with reading and reading comprehension. That's all I do. I don't know what to tell you. That's what they were telling the girlies back in like 2000, 2001. Um, Girl, I'm reading, I'm reading Moby Dick right now for fun. And I love SpongeBob. Girl, I don't know. So I'm a a SpongeBob success story. Sorry. Um, Although maybe, maybe if I didn't watch SpongeBob, I would have loved the picture of Dorian Gray. Who knows? See, there you go. Maybe you're a SpongeBob fail story. Um, (laughs) SpongeBob fail boss. I don't know. I, I understand SpongeBob references now. I've I've been exposed to the to the world for long enough, so I'm I'm okay with it. Um, I mean, I'm a SpongeBob fail boss, and you're a Hannah Montana girl boss. Yeah, I don't I uh, I don't have like an actual like I re- I remember really liking Wizards. I did watch Hannah Montana, but I feel like if I had to pick a favorite show now, it would be Wizards. But that's well, SpongeBob was not my favorite. I think if I had to pick one from the big three each of the big three which Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, Disney Channel. Oh, is there a Cartoon Network? Okay. I think that's the big three. What were the other? I was, I don't know. I was a big boomerang kid. Boomerang from Cartoon Network. All right. Oh, is it? I didn't know. Yeah. That. I didn't you know, know that's what they I used to allowed to watch Cartoon Network. That's what they used to say on the little stinger. They'd be like boomerang from Cartoon Network. And I remember that used to confuse me as a kid because I was like, isn't boomerang older than Cartoon Network? But I think now I'm an adult I'm like oh they had the distribution rights but <laughs> now I know how things like that work but when I was a kid I was like I didn't know that Cartoon Network started Boomerang I think that's a satellite state of the big three that's fair that's like fair. that's a stat like how like Disney XD or Toon Disney I think that's what you said oh uh, Disney XD Slade I'm sorry yeah this is a different that was a bad use of- <laughs> but we're gonna have it because I don't want to, I, it's, it's helping my brain recover. Um, yeah. Anyway, I will say, I think my Nickelodeon favorite was probably Victorious because the main character's name was Tori. Fair. Is that where you got it from? No, I've been Tori, I was Tori before Tori. Uh, oh, okay. What's her face? Tori, Victoria Justice. Oh, yeah, she, that's not even Tori Justice. What is She's that about? Victoria. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, I was Tori longer than Victor- Victorious was on. Thank you very much. My mom literally i remember her telling me she only was recently actually we we're talking about baby names because that's one of my favorite topics is talking about names. right but anyway um she said when she when they picked victoria for me she was concerned that people were going to start calling me vicky oh we're losing the Vic, the vicky audience as i speak but she does not like that <laughs> name i'm also not a vicky that's not my vibe but right she made like a conscious effort to be like tori my baby tori this is my baby her name was tori <laughs> okay so she was on it yeah no and then she met Tori Spelling at a book signing when I was in like second grade I was not in attendance but she did make sure to tell Tori Spelling that my name was Tori because and then tell her that she got it from her which I don't think is true but probably not Tori Spelling and what did, out there yeah Tori Spelling what did you have to say yeah I'm so sorry but I don't think my mom actually got my nickname from you probably not um I will say remember Wacky Racers sorry <laughs> every time I think Boomerang I think Wacky no Racers. I, so no so I was like I watched it on demand so I was strictly like whatever was on demand so that was like the Flintstones Jetsons Powerpuff Girls and occasionally Johnny Bravo and that's all uh-huh. I got yeah I used I was to watch not, I used to watch Saturday morning block on Cartoon not, not Cartoon Network sorry on Boomerang which was Snorks Smurfs oh Smurfs I forgot about Smurfs 
uh, Wacky Racers and Penelope Pit Stop, which was a spinoff series of Wacky Racers. Mm. Or the Perilous, the Perilous Misadventures of Penelope Pit Stop. I think that's what it was called. Um, I loved her. She wore all pink. <laughs> she was a little racer. Wacky Racers was just a bunch of like characters. I don't know if they were characters from different shows or if they were all just like silly characters, but they all were like racing cars. It sounds like Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, yeah, I guess. I'm trying to remember. I think Dick Dastardly was like the villain who was always trying to get Penelope Pit Stop. But he looks just like Snidely Whiplash from Dudley Do-Right, but he's not him. That's just what bad guys looked like. Oh, um, okay. I'm only aware of that because of the ride. So. Yeah. Well, you know, I wasn't even him? on it. You know so. who played him in the live action movie? My best friend Alfred Molina. Let's not get into it. <laughs> no i don't like that that's what you missed in the last six months (laughs) that's what you missed on glee exactly and that's what you missed on glee um i answered my alfred molina era let's not get into it your 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 family's gonna text you about that and then i'm gonna have to (laughs) no they're gonna be so taken aback by my sugar baby comments that they're not even gonna you're not even gonna register me being like anyway so daca dr octavius my i was like sugar baby rides (laughs) Gonna be like, please. Anyway, um, also, I think Brendan Fraser played Dudley Do Right. In- <laughs> Brendan Fraser. I have to look that up. We gotta. Do- <laughs> this is a different podcast now. Brendan Fraser month when Dudley Do Right. Um, yeah, I think he was Dudley Do Right because I remember before that there was the Popeye movie that also flopped, and that was Robin mm. Williams. Oh, I, I think it's like ten I years before that. Person. Yeah. Yeah, Dudley Do Right was played by Brendan Fraser. And Sarah 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 Jessica Parker was Nell. Sorry. No, she wasn't. Maybe, yeah, maybe we need to watch this movie. <laughs> I'm I'm looking up where we could stream it right now. <laughs> I'll just buy it. It's fine. Four four dollars is a small price to pay. <laughs> That's fair. Oh my god, this wow. That was a cast. Why does this cast kind of slay? Why does he look good though? I still lead you right. Yeah. I don't even want to. Let's not get into it. He's a Mountie. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw a picture of Alpha Molina. I just saw it too. I was going to like not say. <laughs> anyway. anyway um, regardless, it has a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. It had a 3.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Some of the girls liked it. Like, great. Justice for Brendan Fraser won. No, literally. Anyway. I love him. So I the Dudley Do Right movie is based on the Dudley Do Right cartoon, much how, much like how Shiva Baby, the film, was based on Shiva Baby, the short film, which was her thesis. Emma, I forgot her last name already. Her thesis, though, Emma Seligman. It was her thesis at NYU. Yeah, that kind of slays actually. That actually does slay. I'm like sitting here as like a STEM major, crying every day. I could be making thesis films. I'm not doing a thesis, but regardless. No, I'm also not doing a thesis, but mine would have probably been about the Scarlet Letter. Oh, you got I'm out of your th- I thought you had to do a thesis. Oh, no. I was just like, oh, this is a personal conversation, but I'm just not doing honors college anymore. Yay! I was like, no. <laughs> Respectfully, <laughs> no. Anyway, this is my... Na- I never officially dropped it, so this is my announcement to the college. I'm not doing honors college anymore. <laughs> I still Listen get all up. the emails. <laughs> Listen up, university. <laughs> Redacted university. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm no longer doing the thesis. Yeah, also, sorry, I'm just looking at my one page of notes, um, and I just want to point out the highlights are just the words hideous baby, and then Max, kill yourself. I think that's all I kind of have to say on it. Yeah, no, that's I mean, about good, Max. We didn't even talk about Max at all. He's, um, he's, he's a evil. sugar daddy. Well, we did, but we didn't I address so, he's evil. 
reading the description of this movie and seeing the word sugar daddy, I just assumed he was going to be like an old man. Like there's a part where she's walking past an old guy. And I thought that the guy she was with in the beginning was like, okay, this is just like her regular boyfriend. No. No. He looked too young. Anyway, and there's a part in the movie where she's walking past like an old man with like a beard. And I was like, is that him? Like I had to like search in the back for like <laughs> an old man. No, it was him. Sugar daddy because Kim is such a self-made entrepreneur with three businesses and a child. And she's effectively a single mom, girl boss. Yeah, maybe this movie was funny because when you said three businesses, I was like, I, what, do they just keep failing? I was like, okay. <laughs> no, there was some stuff they said that was funny like that. Um, maybe so there, maybe it is a comedy. Maybe it is a comedy. We can concede to that. Um, I think that's all my thoughts, though. Um, um, oh, the baby shake dance. Um, very oh my God, reminiscent of any time. dramatic. Ever spoken my family. Oh my god. Um, I just recently had a dinner with my family for my grandfather's birthday, and I was reminded of when I was a baby. Apparently, I'm the oldest uh, grandchild on that side. Relatable slay. Um, and I was reminded of apparently when my uncle finally had a kid. My cousin is five years younger than me. Yeah, five years younger than me on that side. Um, apparently, I went over to him with my hands on my hips at five years old and said, "What? So now you're getting into the baby business?" And that was all night. <laughs> I was also kind of mean to my cousin. He didn't, he's fine now, but he didn't walk or talk until later than babies are supposed to. I don't know when babies are supposed to do that. But apparently I would go up to him and he, I would get up when we were playing and he would put his arms out to me and I'd say, what, you can't walk? <laughs> um, so that was all night. So the baby shake dance, I was like, yeah, except we were reminiscing on, remin- yeah, reminiscing on the bullying. I like that baby story of you. You're like three and you're at the Islanders game. <laughs> And you're like, what? Do they even want to win? <laughs> That's a good one. That's the difference between being an oldest cousin and an oldest daughter, because I'm an only child. And I feel like there's a lot more sass when oldest daughters seem to just, um, from what I've seen online, you guys have it rough. <laughs> I'm not well. <laughs> from what I understand, so my sisters, they're going to hear this. Um, hi. <laughs> they're like 18 oh, months younger than me. It's fine. I'm not, like, going to say anything bad. Um, so they're, like, 18 months younger than me. And basically what I understand, I was, like, a role model from the get-go. I had to, like, do good stuff. And then, like, when they were trying to walk, you know how babies are? They, like, pull themselves up. I was Love the when they do up. that. Yeah, I was the thing that they pulled themselves up on. <laughs> so I had to, like, stand super still. <laughs> they would just pull themselves up. <laughs> Anyway, I just got to verbally harass my little cousins. <laughs> I didn't get to do that. Um, I didn't really have cousins until I was like eight. It was literally just like me and my sisters chilling. And then my dad's brother had a kid when I was like eight or nine. I don't know. And then my mom's, one of my mom's brothers got married. And then she had her own kids, like the wife. And then they just had a kid like five years ago. But then I'm too old to like be mean to that kid. So no, my cousins, I think we have a pretty good space. It's I it's me and then I have a cousin who's a year younger than me, and then two cousins who are five years younger than me. But they're they're not twins, they're different. It's like my mom's sister and my mom's brother both had a kid the same year. That's a good space. I, I like that. Yeah, I have some like, that are like well they're not related to me though that's the only thing so it's like I say they're my cousins but they're not and it's like they're they're a good distance they're like that but it's not not the same yeah no so that's my baby experiences but yeah the baby shake I was like I literally just experienced 
this moment. Oh, actually, another baby story. Same thing with my cousin. <laughs> Same cousin. Um, when he was a baby. Get him. <laughs> exactly. When he was a baby, my grandma used to sing to him um, the same lullaby she sung to me. And apparently I used to tell her, I was like, make something else up. <laughs> he needs his own. Again, I was like five. Get him. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, we don't have shake any. Shake baby. Shake baby also, that's a fun thing. I just kind of got that now. I'm like, you're not supposed to shake. That's the one thing they tell you not to do. Yeah. And obviously they're just like rhythmically moving side to side. They'd be like, shake a baby, shake a baby or whatever. Yeah. Um, or the baby shake, whatever it was called. Um, I think it's funny how that's, that is funny. This is a comedy. I had to think about yeah. it. It only took me two hours so to get it. it. It's funny. We did it, guys. But because it's like, oh, you're not supposed to shake babies. And they're like, well, that's what and we're And that's doing. why it's funny. Anyway, also this was, I didn't get it. I got it later than I should have, but I did get it before I watched the movie. Shiva baby is supposed to be like, Shiva baby. Oh, I thought it was about um, Rose. Like, I thought it was referring to the baby. Oh, I thought it was like the term sugar hold baby. Like, I'm, like, oh, hold on. I'm going, like on the, I'm going on the wiki. I'm going on the wiki. We're going to find out. There's got to be. So, you know the Hozier album, uh, Wasteland Baby? Yeah. So, I always read that in my head as Wasteland Baby. So, I always read the, ti- the title of this movie as Shiva Baby. And then I got it like, a couple <laughs> yeah. hours ago. Oh, it's both. Oh, oh my God, look at us. Yay, we did it. Oh, we're so good at media analysis. Well, because we did the whole analysis of the baby. I was like, it might as well be, you know? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But to be fair, I also didn't think there'd be a real baby in this movie. And yet. So then, and then she's the whole movie. Not the whole movie, you know what I mean? No, but she's like a plot point. Oh, this plot device of a baby you guys had. <laughs> oh my God, when no, she was like, like, the whole baby like, oh, thing. When she was like, oh, well, we have to, you know, it's my next logical step because you might have another baby. I'm like, Diana, run! Get out of that house! You don't deserve him, Diana. Exactly. You deserve better than that, Diana. Run. Anyway, I think that's it. We always say it's that's it, and then we have something else. And then say. we do I more. Really, I really think that's it. I think that's it. I mean, just to, just to recap, you should be emotionally ready for this movie. Some of us weren't, Tori. And- I, think, I think I talked myself into liking it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and feminism. Let women do what they want. That's all I got. All right. And also Diana, leave him. Thinking of Diana and um, I guess this is, yeah. I don't know a lot about Glee, but I feel like it's the opposite of feminism. Yeah, I can't imagine it's like doing a lot for the culture of feminism. I mean, it did a lot for pop culture. It did but... a lot for, um, my. actually it's anti-feminist because my mom hated the show when it was airing. <laughs> it bothered a woman <laughs> so anti-feminist but um so diana as we all know was in glee she played Brittany. no she played no. quinn oh i don't know she's i didn't watch quinn glee. Oh, oh you're right gone. sorry because for barry is the ship of her and rachel barry why do i know that but i don't Wait, know ew, what? ew get that out of here that's what i know that's hey. bad that's what I know about Glee. That's what I learned on Glee. I watched the pilot and then I couldn't handle the singing, which is the entire show. Oh, I don't also, like when people sing in shows either. Let's talk about Glee. Um, I think her name's Emma. The one that Mr. Shu, I think, ends up falling in love with with the big eyes. I think she has OCD yeah. to the character. I'm not sure. Um, annoying. Annoying and horrible taste. Um, obviously horrible taste, yes. 
to me, I don't like her vibe at all. Also, I think one of the characters, like, I think it was Sir Shu's wife faked a pregnancy at some point. That was a girl boss move. Whoever did yeah, that, Yeah, and that I think she did. That's that feminism. <laughs> yeah. That's girl bossery. Anyway, sorry, Quinn for... Quinn for Bray. I almost said for Barry. Quinn for Bray. Don't do that. I need to watch the Mike's Mike uh, Glee recap. Yeah. That's what I need to do. Oh my god, anyway, so the bit. The bit. <laughs> we, we have a bit. Let's, let's give you a peek behind the curtain. So we were supposed to start recording at 8, and every time we're like, oh, we're going to start recording, um, we end up chit-chatting. Um, we spent most of the time chit-chatting talking about what the bit should be because we could not think of one to save our lives. It's it's a little hard to do, admittedly, with a movie about a funeral and a shiva. It's, a, it's Despite being a comedy, it's a little, it's a difficult subject matter. Right. So we eventually got there because Diana Agron played Quinn Fabre. <laughs> not for Barry. Not for Barry and not Brittany. Brittany is another character who's also blonde. Good. There's too many. I can't. I'm I'm uh, blonde blonde. I can't. When there's too many <laughs> blondes in an area, I can't do it. Um. Anyway, we decided we looked through a list of like all the Glee performances because there are some Glee performances I know from just being like alive and like on TikTok. Yeah. But we looked at a list because neither of us have watched the show and we're like, picking songs from Glee that we think each of the characters in this movie would perform. So if they were in a Glee club, this is the the song that Will Schuster would give to them. Yeah. I didn't like look at the, did you look at the performances? Cause I literally just went down a list of like songs from Glee for, and picked one. So I tried to look at the performances. And so for some of them, I kind of did. Cause I went through lists of like the top 20 best Glee performances, but there were, you know, sometimes 20 wasn't enough. So some I ended up looking, deferring to a list for some of them. Okay. So do we do we start with Danny or should we start should we start small and go big or start big and go small? I usually start with the main character and then go or lead up to the main character. We can lead up because wasn't Danny the one you had a lot of trouble with? I had so much trouble with it. Yeah. I, I want let's do the lead up. Okay, so who should we start with? We can start. Oh, we can start with the mom, I guess. Debbie? Yeah. Sorry, Debbie. So what do you have for Debbie? So this one, I, I've got to stretch it, but um, I picked Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat from Guys and Dolls. <laughs> so my only exposure to Guys and Dolls was in 10th grade. Was it 10th grade? Might have been, no, it was 10th grade. Um, two of my friends, well, one friend and then one ex-friend at the time who's, and then the friend is also now an ex-friend drama anyway they were both in the production of guys and dolls that our school did so i went and i saw it i saw it with my dad um there's like a community theater somewhere um like 20 minutes from my house and we used to have like season tickets to it and my parents used to go for like date night Um, i know we used to be like a good family that fell apart um I don't know when that stopped but it was it slayed I'm not a musical person though now so like I don't think I could do it Um, I can be I I have to I have to keep it at bay same thing with my Disney adult tendencies I have to keep it at bay yeah um but yeah so there was enough shows that like me and me and my dad would go and then like one of my sisters would go with my dad so anyway one year my show with my dad was guys and dolls I don't know why I picked that one I think because it sounded adult I got a Shirley Temple. That was cool. 
I love Shirley Temples. Oh, so much. I don't remember the context of it, but there's a Simpsons episode where I think Chief Wiggum sings like guys and dolls, a bunch of <laughs> crazy guys and dolls. I don't remember why. I don't remember the context of it. I literally remember nothing from that show except I think the main character is Sky something and this song. And I picked this song. I do have to defend myself because I feel like it's a weird yeah, choice. Yeah, the song. Sorry. We've yeah. been talking. Oh, you can't wait. Can't wait for you to hear mine. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, so I picked it just because I was thinking of like, she's trying to like make her daughter like Dan- Danny sound like she's got like jobs lined up and she's accomplished in school and her life is not falling apart and you know she, in references to her sexuality she's like okay you experimented but like eh, you know so I think it was in rep I thought of it in reference to like her talking to her daughter and like just telling her daughter to like fit more into like that cookie cutter that like people were expecting of her so that's what I thought and now that I'm saying it, I feel like I kind of slayed. No, I feel that's like I a did good. It. I that's think I did it. Answer. So mine is like I think the second one I I did overall. I already kind of <laughs> had given up, but I picked, and it's also one of two Queen songs I'm going to talk about. Okay, love it because I have two Kelly Clarks. <laughs> Wait, slay. Like, anyway, I picked um, somebody to love <laughs> because I think in her mind, she's not finding it for herself. Because I feel like she has a lot of references to um, finding a nice boy for Danny. <laughs> That's a good one, actually. So, no, because when you look at the lyrics of the song, it's not. But also, and I know I said a Queen song, because it is a Queen song, obviously. But we're talking about the Queen version. But in my mind, I'm talking about the Ella Enchanted version. <laughs> That's my, uh, and if you haven't listened, you can go back and listen to our Ella Enchanted episode. I don't remember anything that we said on that. Because it's from November, but go for it. I don't remember. Anyway. I don't remember what we said, but I was watching Law and Order, and Hugh Dancy was in it, and I was like, oh, Prince Charmant. And anyway, no one cared. Oh my god! Yeah. And the guy from Hannibal, he—that's a career. <laughs> um, anyway, that's literally my only reasoning because I was like, he, she's yeah, looking no, for somebody to love for her daughter. That's a good one. That's a good. That's it. That's so who do you want? Who should we do next? Max. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have I have three answers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have one. Um, I'm obsessed with the fact that they did this song on Glee, by the way. Creep by Radio. <laughs> I, I didn't come across that. You didn't see it? No. Okay. Okay. I said it because I hate him and he's creep. He's a creep. What are you doing? He's a creep. Why? He's a weirdo. Exactly. He doesn't belong there. What is he doing there? Okay. I'm going to go in order with my three. I'm um, so excited. From least to most weird. Okay. So my number, my number three, number, th- watch Mojo counting down. <laughs> number Top three, three Max songs. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Okay. Because he is a white man. <laughs> he is an average, mediocre, below mediocre white man. I feel like, because like, okay, that. I think Don't Stop Believing is a, it's a white people jam, certainly. Is it the white people jam? Is it the best one of the white people jams? Far from it. That's what I think. Um, so it's like, okay, he's just like an average mediocre white man. So I think he would perform Don't Stop Believing and he would think he was doing a great job, but no. He would also think he's like struggling, you know, like he would. Oh yeah. He would relate to yeah. the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I have a lot of like things to overcome in my life. Meanwhile, it's just like, you're the worst. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's the obstacle is like getting a real job. Yeah. Does he even have a job? It's, it's, I don't, it sounded it, like right? he, he was like, I'm developing an app or something. 
Yeah, that's not like that's a semi-real job. That's giving creep. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Anyway, I'm trying to decide which of these next two songs is like less bad. Um. All right, I'm gonna go toxic by Britney Spears (laughs) next because he's toxic. Because he is toxic. Um. I also think maybe not he would sing it, but it definitely could be sung about him. Or I think alternatively, sorry, alternatively, they you know post the shiva he right. and kim are getting a divorce divorce right he thinks she's toxic i think he I would be the type say, um, to completely spit it oh that's true i think he could do it but about danielle oh he could do that shit wow he's an incel this is all leading <laughs> up to his incel creep arc <laughs> because you know when they're talking in the kitchen he's like i think we should end this like this is not good this is not healthy yeah he would sing it that's when yeah. i was envisioning him singing it and then finally, I I was like, oh, I have to use it for somebody. The thong song. No! <laughs> because he's a huge creep. Stop it! <laughs> I, feel, I, I don't know who sang it in the show, but I have a gut feeling it was Will Schuster. And he was singing it. I've seen the performance. It's horrible. He sings it to like his wife or whatever she is at that point. I think they're fiancés because I think she's trying on a wedding dress. And it's like the most like modest thing. And he's like, do it like that like <laughs> it's like the creepiest thing you've ever seen i'll find See him doing that you. to danny <laughs> yes <laughs> okay so that's my top three this thanks for watching make sure to let us know in the comments down below if you yeah if you i found anything it else, yeah yeah it's no like comments. the most it's like the ugliest wedding dress you've ever seen and it's like so modest and yeah it's yeah okay so that's max I have another character where I have two for as well, but one of them is more about them than it is in singing. Mm-hmm. Or more, it's more of like a, like a, this is how I think this scene should have happened. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, so who should we do next? I guess Kim, just putting the couples together. Yeah, um, okay. So, what do okay, you, I'll... you go first. Okay. This is going to be, so this is like, I took a little creative liberty with this one. I said moving out Anthony song by Billy Joel. Real. I mean, yeah. they're like, um, well, when they said they got a house out there, I'm assuming they meant Long Island, so. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it works, first of all, with the um, the territory, um, but also because she needs to move out. Yeah. It's just, it's not like a good, yeah, I haven't heard the song in forever, but if I remember it right, it's like the situation is just not good for him. Like he needs to get out. And, you know, it's just, she's working too hard. And well, that's the thing. Cause I remember her heart attack. Act, 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 act. Well, the thing, I remember the verses of that song are all like, this person's working very hard. This person is working very hard. Um, yeah. And it gets you that's nowhere. Moving up, then I'm moving out. And so she's got three businesses and for what? So she can support her uh, husband's girlfriend and his foodies. But probably honestly, I didn't even. I don't think that was friends. I think that's sugar babies because the face that um, Danielle made, it was like guilt on her face. Like I think she's the friend. Exactly, that's what I was thinking too. So I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, what'd you have? Okay, so I'm gonna start with the actual song. Oh wait, also I do want to say I did look up um the the dress. Oh, from the songs, I just sent it to you. Did you see it? Oh no! I just googled the pictures. I did see the content, but I didn't, I didn't open it yet. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's God. It feels blasphemous, especially um two days out from 
that's when we're recording two days out from the plot and jubilee to be like mm, it's, <laughs> is it a curse word if i say it in this context i don't think so the bastardization of princess diana's wedding gown no it's fine um you're fine um you're right but i also i i, I need i need more context because why are we that's not a song i don't know isn't the song about what is the song about i would assume thongs I Sorry, I'm sending you a horrible picture. Anyway, there's also a photo of her where she looks like a porcelain doll. It's like a haunted porcelain doll, and I don't like it. I hate that picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let me, anyway, now I'll do my Kim picks. So this is one I have two for. So one of them is like an actual song for her, and then one of them is like, here's how I think this scene probably played out. Mm-hmm. So song I have for her is the mashup of Rumor Has It and Someone Like You. Oh, that's I feel like it's I feel like it's obvious. Why? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, rumor has it. It's like, you know, about sneaking, you know, sneaking out and being with a younger woman and someone like you leads into it where it's like, never mind, I'll find someone like you. So when they enter their divorce arc. Right. You know, I'll be fine. And then um, if we all remember Quinn, here's what I remember about Quinn. Uh, she gave birth to Bohemian Rhapsody while everybody was saying Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, yes. I think that's how that little monster Rose was born. <laughs> Keep it real. She called up oh her like high school glee club friends and was like, sorry guys, I can't make it to the reunion. I've gone into labor. So <laughs> without her, I'll have the glee episode. And she gives birth to a horrible baby. All right. So now Maya time? Yep. All right. I feel like we might have the same one. I, I have no indication of that, but I don't think we do. Okay, say it then. All right, this is my first of two Kelly Larson songs. Uh, my oh, never mind. Stuck without you. Yeah, I I only went with that because of like their like get back together campaign, and I couldn't find like another song that I felt was like good enough. I don't know. It was she, she and Danielle were a little hard to pick songs for, honestly. Um, Danielle was awful. Maya, <laughs> when I like I, I to pick a song for, I should say um Maya I think there's just too many they did too many songs on Glee they needed to stop doing songs on Glee yeah because I didn't even all the songs you're saying I didn't even know they did I, I just did a Wikipedia list of songs um I was looking at the top 20 I found like a website that somebody made in like 2010 that had a list of all the songs they did and and the episodes they were in in season one which I salute that person <laughs> um who did that anyway my Maya pick was bad romance oh that's a good one that's better okay yeah well i saw that i was immediately like yes got it yeah that's a good one i mean like she's caught up in she's caught in a bad romance i really don't know what else i yeah. need to tell you <laughs> i was like because even though like we were talking about before how she's so mean to her because oh yeah. well, we're not communicating you know as taylor shift once said miscommunications lead to fallouts um i, I don't think they ever did tell shift on glue sorry they probably did there's oh there you want to talk about taylor swift and diana agron there was a whole thing where apparently taylor swift tweeted uh she was like oh i heard a little bird told me they're doing one of my songs tonight on the new episode of glee and then they didn't instead it was the episode where like quinn and santana come out or something i don't remember something about gay people (laughs) anyway oh yeah um so i did look it up um i can only find two covers of Taylor Swift interesting so in season three um Puck and somebody else covered Mean and then uh Naya Rivera covered mine in season four that's all I got though anyway I was 
referencing a story of us, which is also on Speak Now. Why? Anyway, yeah. Back to what I was saying. Back to what I was saying. So you know, they're just they don't handle their emotions the way they should. Mm-hmm. Rather than being like, oh well, you could call. No, you could call. No, you could text. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Oh, you didn't respond to my Instagram story. It's like, or you did, or you didn't respond. To, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it just doesn't seem like a healthy environment for either of them. I think they both yeah. have growing up to do. Yeah. Which is fine. They're young. We're young. Mm-hmm. That's so fine. that's my bad romance answer. Although, honestly, the Kelly Clarkson slays. Oh, I have more Kelly Clarkson coming up. With Danny? Yep. This is also a stretch. Um, oh, you can't wait to hear mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for Danielle, I, it's very upbeat, so that's why I feel like it's very much a stress. A stretch, but um, mm-hmm. I put stronger. What doesn't kill you? Um, no, she slays. That's good. It's a slay, first of all, but also, you know, at the end of the day, she went through a lot, and she's alive. And I, I'd like to think she learned from it. Like she knows that maybe she should not be Max a sugar baby anymore, and that's really the biggest lesson we could have gotten from this. I think maybe we need to vet these men, so we got to make sure they're not married to girl bosses and have um girl slay babies. I feel like it's okay. It's not her fault. It's not her fault. I don't blame her. Exactly. No, I'm saying it to her. I'm saying maybe she's like, oh, maybe I need to make sure that these, you know, these men are being honest because men are evil. Anyway. So true. I also think I've said a lot of, I've said a lot bad about this baby. I've said my piece with it, but I do think she will grow up to be a girl boss. Yeah, probably. Anyway, my choice is raise your glass by pink. (laughs) How? So raise your glass if I remember the lyrics to it, which I don't. But um oh, wait, it's raise no, your glass if you okay. are wrong in all the right ways, all my underdogs. We will That's never go- be okay, yeah. never be every anything but loud, nitty-gritty, wow. dirty little freaks. Yeah, the yeah. swords. So I think she's an outcast from her family. I mean, they still love her, obviously. Her mother right. comes to comfort her. But you know, the 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 comments about her experimenting and uh, well, we're just gonna say this, like you know, we're going to say your baby, well, your babysitting, they think she's babysitting, but you know what I mean? We're going to say you have the jobs lined up, you have job interviews lined up, mm-hmm. and that's what we're going to tell everybody, and that's your sound bite, that's your line. Right. It's very, like, we love you, but we don't always like it, <laughs> so it's yeah. like she's an outcast. So, you know, maybe she needs to have a drink. Maybe she needs to raise her glass. If she's, she does have she's a few drinks. In the right ways. Starting this. So, yeah. She does. She downs a glass of wine, and her mom makes a comment about it to her. Yes. She's like, this is not a party. Exactly. Sitting on tables, drinking wine. What are you, at a party? Anyway, so that's why I picked Raise Your Glass by Pink. I also kind of have a story about that song. Um, And I'd love to share with the class. (laughs) So last year, the place where I work did not have Sirius XM. They got it around Christmas so they could torture us with the country Christmas station, but I digress. Um, But before that, they played... uh, I must have the name of the radio station. I don't know if that's doxing us, but so I'm not going to. I don't know, but yeah. But it, they played pop music, pretty much. But the thing is, it was pop music from, like, seven, six to seven years ago. It was not mm-hmm. current pop music. You weren't going to hear Willow or, I mean, the Taylor Swift song, but also, I guess, Willow, this Willow Smith. I was thinking, artist. yeah. But I was like, you're not going to hear, like, Watermelon Sugar, you know? You could hear Willow. Music. You could hear Whip My Hair. That was a banger. That's true. But what we did hear was, just give me a reason. Raise your glass. Mm, mild play. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there was a third one, but I remember hearing those songs like at least twice a day at work. And like, come on, guys, there's other songs, which were the downside. Yeah. 
But on the flip side of that, sometimes we would hear Blank Space twice in one day. I'd be like, oh my God, I love that song. What? So, you know, we take our wins when we can. So yeah. I have nothing against Pink. I don't know anything really about Pink. She's got bangers, I'll tell you that. Except, yeah, there are bangers. I just, I had a personal vendetta against her last year from the months of April to like November. Right. So, so sorry, Pink. All right, now that we've talked about these dirty little freaks and their um, lead covers, we can talk about their zodiac signs. Yay! Yay! Mine are okay. all vibes. I'm gonna tell you right now. I did no research. I tried to do research, but my research, real zodiac girlies, will be upset about this. My research was just like the co-star list of traits because Why? I kind of forgot everything during our six-month hiatus, unexpected hiatus. But it's over. I promise. I promise. It was semi-expected. We knew we were gonna do finals week. It's fine. Yeah, but they didn't know that. Sorry, guys. We didn't tell anybody. <laughs> We didn't, tell we didn't have to tell anybody. <laughs> fine. Nothing. It's fine. Also, honestly, I would have liked to have come back a little earlier, but my laptop died like in the middle of finals. My old laptop. I have a new laptop now. So we Bye. couldn't even make episodes if we were like really wanted to. Anyway, uh, I guess we have the same order, right? So you want to start with Debbie? Uh, yeah. So I said Debbie was a Leo. Oh, interesting. What, what did you say? So she's Virgo. Okay, I do have a Virgo on this list, but it is not Debbie. I, have, I don't know. I just I was. I have another like, Virgo on this list. And I could see Virgo though. I could I could see it. I think she's. I think hey hey. One thing we knew around this woman was born in August. <laughs> Very true. That's so real of her. Um, I don't even remember my reasoning, but go with your reasoning for Leo. Um, I don't know. She was like I don't know something about her reminded me of my mom, who was a Leo. Complimentary though. I love my mom. So, um, I think Virgo, I went with, she was very, I mean, this is also just how moms are, but she was very like nitpicky. Okay. And she was very judgy. Like when, oh my God, when she and her friend, when her friend came, I forgot her friend's name if she had one, but I loved them where, um, what was it? She showed up, her friend showed up and she was like, oh my God, finally. And they were like, that's the ugliest baby I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my God, Virgo behavior. Let's judge. So that's why I, I think thought, Virgo. I think that's probably good. Yeah, she was just she was giving me Earth sign, but if I had to pick like like not an Earth sign, I probably would have picked Leo. Yeah. Which is funny. I don't think I have any. No, they're all air and earth signs on my list. I have I have a water sign. I almost had a water sign. Mm. Anyway, so next is Max, right? Yeah, that's my water sign, baby. You okay, got Pisces. I, I almost went to a Pisces. I said ah! uh Libra or Gemini. <laughs> I was gonna do Libra and then I went with Pisces because I was like, he's irritating me to like no end. <laughs> he's a Pisces because he bothers me, heart. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think I don't remember what, what convinced me that he was a Gemini. I'm going back on the list of traits. Um, oh, I think because okay, so according to the co-star list of Gemini traits, okay. it says that they're charismatic, they use humor as a crutch. Uh, and mm-hmm. they know a little bit about everything. I think he thinks he does. And that's close enough. Like, I think he, I think he's kind of a fit. He's a Gemini, but he's a flop. <laughs> flop Gemini. Yeah, he's a flop Gemini. So, like, I think, you know, it's like the twins, like Two-Faced or whatever. Yeah. Maybe there's another side of him. Maybe in, in the multiverse, there's another universe where he actually is multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is my multiverse of madness. <laughs> where were the naked brothers? anyway i think there's another universe where there's the good twin who actually is the things and he's the bad twin who does think he is those things who thinks he okay. is those things. but he 
he flops at it. Like, I think <laughs> he's just bad at it. He's charismatic because he does have like a mistress or whatever, but like, right. it's a sugar baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like she loves him. Right. Like, you're I paying think, her. I think any man who says that he's developing an app <laughs> thinks he knows everything. I'm sorry. No, that's true. Also, the I, jobs I, yeah. they have on the for each uh, zodiac sign on the co-star website they have best careers and they're like jokey but the ones that they give <laughs> for gemini are likable politician which i feel like he thinks he could do he thinks yeah um devil's advocate <laughs> <gasps> no <laughs> and actor who plays a quirky side character which i think he thinks he can do mm. also the number one famous gemini they list on that page is kanye west which i don't know what, what that means I feel like he would like Kanye. Like, I think he thinks, like... That Kanye is, like, a genius. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my thing with that. And then Libra, I think they kind of just give, like, similar vibes to me. Libra and Gemini. Yeah. Where I was like, I wasn't sure, but I also did not think... I didn't think that man was an Earth or a fire sign. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah. Oh, no, this is why I picked Libra, because they're conflict avoidant. (laughs) I hate being alone. (laughs) That's why. Also, one of the best careers for Libra, according to co-star is socialite oh that's like what he does that's like his thing so yeah yeah, i think that worked too that works all right so next kim capricorn i think she's a virgo but okay they're kind of interchangeable yeah i i just said capricorn because i i feel like capricorns get a reputation for being colder and i didn't feel like she was not that she was ice cold but i think like she didn't really fit in necessarily like she was a little bit more of an outcast like people didn't know her as well so I think she like was a little less warm in that respect um but then also she's got a lot going on she's got the three failing jobs (laughs) uh she's an entrepreneur she's a girl boss she's a girl boss and I just feel I feel like um that's very Capricorn what's the thing I the coldness I didn't get the coldness from her as much as she was just like at her wits end and trying That's her best fair. also again i think the best career section which is you know jokey on the co-star page really got to me because um hers under best careers for virgo it's a tupperware for other people's messes and i feel like if you're a girl boss entrepreneur with three uh companies whether or not they're failing mm-hmm. i don't think hers are actually failing though so good for her um Plus. that's kind of your whole job is just cleaning up other people's messes, messes. yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I think Capricorn definitely works, though. I do have a Capricorn later, though. Mm, okay. Where, I mean, do we want to move on to Maya? Yeah. Is that going to be your she, Capricorn? Yeah, I think she's a Capricorn. <laughs> I mean, her Virgo! Yeah, she felt colder to me just because, I mean, she was, oh, she was, like, pushing her away because of her emotions. I'm like, you're being very mean to Danny. I, I think she's only doing that because of, like, her emotions, but she still wasn't nice about it. You know, well, like, was, there's there's a better way to do it. There's I, I think... I don't know, maybe because I'm a Virgo. I'm a Virgo son. I'm, listen, I have a lot of expertise in earth science, okay? I'm a Virgo son, Capricorn, Moon, Taurus, Rising. So I think I can say, as a Virgo, I would not have left the phone there, but I would have been rude. Fair. So I would have given her the phone back, but I would have definitely made a comment about it. Meanwhile, she was like, I'm going to be ruthless. Let, Let me be ruthless for a second and just leave the phone there. Be like, maybe it's in the bathroom, maybe it's in the kitchen. Like, I would have been like, here's your phone. Insert snarky, snarky comment here. I can't do it right now. My brain is fried. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. 
That's some personal traits. Um, Danny. Um, so I said she was a Gemini. Okay, I said she was an Aquarius. So okay. Definitely an air sign. Yeah, I don't know. She had air sign vibes, and I forgot Aquarius was a thing. Uh, but I don't know. It just like halfway through the movie, I was like, she's a Gemini, but I don't remember what made me think that. Well, I had because under the Aquarius traits, it said that they're um, they don't do feelings, just concepts. Which I feel like if you're gonna be in the sugar baby business, that's kind of what you do. Yeah, understand. And then also literally always feels like an outcast and fetishizes personal freedom, which I felt like always feels like an outcast works for the family. And the personal freedom thing, I mean, I don't think the movie is so much about her wanting to break free from her family, but I think if you're doing an a la carte degree where you're Mm -hmm. like women's studies and business. Yeah, business, I forgot what the other part was. And business, it's like, I don't know. I feel like that's more of a free spirit. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Virginia Woolf is an Aquarius. Sorry. And so what? is Rasputin. And so is um, known fart enjoy James Joyce. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I'm going to say about that. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, we did. We have to get to our ratings. Um, Six out of ten. That's all I have to say about it. Okay. It was, it was a five walking in because I was just so frazzled. I feel better now. I've gotten my second wind. But I'm still okay. not like like I appreciate it. maybe six point five because the point five is for the art artistic mm-hmm. capability not capability yeah capability yeah I know that yeah and um message but right it's not something I don't think I would ever watch again on purpose okay um I'm gonna say seven seven point five I probably I mean I would watch it again like I I picked it um. But choice. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I I get it. It was just I was in the wrong headspace. Yeah. I was not in the right headspace to receive this information. <laughs> um, yeah, I you know, kind of like what you said, I like the artistic achievements um in it. I I liked the vibe more than you did, so I think that's why I rated higher. Um the vibe broke me down. It broke <laughs> the vibe broke me. you down. I think no I think it's just the timing of when we watched like I was fine and then you were you simply were not and that's fine I just got back from my job where old people yelled at me oh the elderly in this movie sorry so (laughs) accurate but so awful like when they were the old woman I was I got so irritated I'm like I know I just did this at work where she's like is there another bathroom and it's like yeah I think you gotta speak up there's one upstairs I'll just go at home. <laughs> that whole conversation. Like, it's funny, but I was like, oh, I had that conversation with a customer like 12, 12 hours ago. So, not yeah, the right headspace. Yeah. information. If you work in retail, do not watch this movie right after work. Yeah, if you work in retail, um, y- you know, maybe wait for a day off. <laughs> yeah. But or not. I had the double whammy of working in retail and seeing my extended family on Friday. We're recording That's this true. on Sunday. You had, a, <laughs> you, had a, you did have double whammy, so it's you it know, is. it's understandable. You know, and then Hurricane Danny came coming through with her whole family. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you know, next week we're gonna be back again. I promise. The fingers aren't crossed so that you can't see them. They are not crossed. I promise we're going to be back. But we're continuing with our Pride Month. So yeah, Pride that's Month fun. Theme. 
uh make sure if you have any suggestions for any movies although we do we do have themes lined up for the next three months <laughs> don't As, talk to us about july <laughs> do not september is still up in the air october and november also not really up in the air but september if you have any suggestions please let us know at screeners pod on tiktok twitter and instagram or you can email us uh, screenerspod at gmail.com if you got any suggestions for themes or specific movies you want us to cover um i think that's it i think we covered everything yeah well actually we'll start using the social media again too we promise again yeah, we promise we promise all right bye we love you stay safe out there watch glee or don't or don't maybe don't no, maybe maybe don't it's it's both feminist and anti-feminist yeah all right matthew morrison trigger warning yeah bye <laughs> <laughs>